Together, growing in faith, changing communities. Dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, from verse 16 to verse 19. Jesus says, To what shall I compare this generation? It's like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to their playmates, We piped for you, but you did not dance. We wailed, but you did not cry. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they said, He has a demon. And the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Jesus teaches us something absolutely beautiful today once again. The question is, to what shall I compare this generation? What am I to do with these people? And this is a concerning question if one was to look at it deeply. Because Jesus looks at this generation, he looks at the crowds, and probably he looks at us, he looks at our families, and he looks at our communities, he looks at our churches, and he asks the very same question. But at the back of my mind, I'm also asking myself, when Jesus in the scriptures says, when the Son of Man comes back, will he find any faith on earth? Will there be still people who believe in God? Will there be still people who see the value and the relevance of faith, religion, and God in their lives? So to what shall I compare this generation? And if one was to have an introspection and look into one's life and look at where have I been and where am I, what am I doing with my life? What answer can I give to God pertaining my life? Am I living a life that God is asking of me? Am I living a life that God is proud of? Am I living a life that God can look back and say, well done, good and faithful servant. And so the the introspection should lead us into a genuine and yet crucial conversation. A crucial conversation with ourselves to ask ourselves those fundamental questions. Are we doing that which God wants us to do? Are we living that life which we know we ought to have lived when we received and accepted God as our Lord and Savior. And Jesus makes an example. He says, we piped for you. We played the instruments, expecting you to dance and to be happy, but you did not. And so I can sense a sense of frustration to say, what else could I do? My people, my people, what have I done to you? How have I offended you? What is it that I should have done that I didn't do? Is Jesus asking himself, have I failed you? Am I a failure? And this question goes to us in our own lives, in our own marriages, in our own families. And the Lord asks himself, am I still important in your lives? One of the greatest uh, drives that we have around this time of Advent is to bring Christ back into Christmas. And as we try to bring Christ back into Christmas, I think it is also important to go back to the basics, to realize that 
Jesus is at the center of our worship. Jesus is the reason why we believe in God. He is the reason why we celebrate our faith in music, in signs, and in symbols. And so in my own life, in my own family, is Jesus happy? Can he look at me and say, well done, good and faithful servant, that I've given you one talent and you've multiplied it into 10, that I've planted a seed and yet it has given me a hundredfold of what I had expected. Can God be happy? Is God happy with our lives? Is God happy with our decisions? Is God happy with the things that we are doing? Are we representing that which he stands for? When those look at us, those who do not believe in God, those who do not know God, when they look at us, can they be moved into faith in Jesus Christ? Can they see something of God in our eyes? Can they see something of God in our actions? Are we kind? Are we generous? Are we compassionate? Are we loving? Are we forgiving? Are we accepting? Having met Jesus Christ in my life, having given my life to God, have I become more kind, more loving, more understanding, more generous? Have I become more like Christ in everything? Towards my children, have I led them with dignity? Had I, have I led them into a relationship with God? To my spouse, have I respected her? Have I given her or him the place of honor in my life, in my heart? Am I willing to work with him or her in order to fulfill that which God is asking of me? To what shall I compare this generation? How have I grown from what I used to be to who I am today? Am I proud of the person I have become? Am I happy with the work that I've put in achieving the person that I am today? Is God proud of the person that I am today? There's a fundamental question for me. That is an important question that each and every day I need to ask myself those questions. The other thing that Jesus brings up to us, he says, we played music for you. You did not dance. We played and we, we wailed, but you did not cry. Now, what is it that you want? In scriptures, we often hear Jesus asking a question. When people approach him, he says to them, what do you want me to do for you? That's an important question. What is it that you want? It's not what I want. It's not what everybody else wants. But what is it that you want for yourself? Now, the question is, do I know what I want? Do I really, really know what I need? Because unless I know those things, my life will be incomplete. And I could be standing and staring at the help, but I wouldn't know that the help has arrived because I have no idea what I need. And you find people going in and out of relationships. They do not know what they want. And they feel used and abused, taken for granted, 
Partly, they do not know what they want. They circle for things. They circle for relationships that are less than who they are, that are not human, that are inhumane, that are abusive. And the question is, do they know what they want? Do I know what I want? Do you know what you want in your relationships, in your marriage, in your family, in your relationship with God, in how you interact with others? Do we know what we want? And Jesus asked this question, what can I do for you? And I'm always reminded of the responses that people give. Lord, that I may see. Lord, that my daughter can come back to life. Lord, that my son can come back to life. People are able to articulate to God what they need. Am I able to articulate to God what I need? And actually mean that which I need. Not what people think I need, but what I know I need. What I know will help me to become a better person. Do I know that? Do I believe that? Have I given God that chance to heal me? Can I open myself, my wounds, so that the Lord can heal me where I need it the most? The last point that Jesus makes absolutely amazing in the scriptures, he says to us, look at John. He came without eating and drinking, and you guys said he had a demon. I come as a son of man, eating and drinking, and you're calling me names. You say I'm a drunkard. You say I'm a glutton. You say I'm a friend of tax collectors and sinners. And now Jesus says something which is, which is important. How many of us rely on other people's opinions about ourselves? And how many of us take those opinions and make them the fundamental truth? How many of us are victims of those opinions? And we've refused to move beyond those opinions. We've refused to be healed beyond those opinions. We've accepted them as the truth. Is that how we should live our lives? Is that how we should go on as slaves of other people's opinions? As slaves of other people's thinking of us? And so they create us. They create us in their minds. And the moment we no longer live up to their expectations, we have fallen short of grace. And how many of us will push wanting to be appreciated by them. And the Lord wants to liberate us from those thoughts, from those clutches of evil. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. May Almighty God bless and protect you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.